You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Check out all the good stuff, all kinds of mock drafts for you. I have my seven-rounder. We have now a mock draft with trades you can check out. So good stuff all around, as well as my big board of the top 140 players. Best players by position. And we're doing some positional breakdowns here for you. For the 2020 NFL Draft on Lockdown Fantasy Football, we took care of quarterbacks, we took care of running backs, we looked at wide receivers, now we're up to the tight ends in a very good tight end class. Well, we've been lamenting not a lot of great fantasy football value here at this position. We've been looking at the top guys, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, George Kittle. After that, it's been a struggle. We've seen Darren Waller, Dallas Goddard, some of these guys that we really relied upon did not come through as well. So we're looking for more tight end one options. We're going to get quite a few here. Some are going to have that type of impact maybe as early as this season, but maybe you look at year two, usually when uh, things kick in for tight ends, that you'll see a lot of value there. So really excited about this class. I'm going to break it down in full for you. This is my favorite position in the NFL. Why? Because it's versatile. You can make a lot of plays here. You can block, you can run, you can tackle if the quarterback throws an interception, but main thing you want to do is uh, catch balls downfield if you're a tight end, and that's what we want in fantasy football. Luckily, we have a class that can do that for sure this year. So thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first list day. We're free and available to you on all platforms. So let's dive right in here to the tight end class. We're going to focus on the number one guy. We're going to give him his own segment. Yep, Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. Seen this guy play a lot. He's a big playmaker down the field. Just takes over games. And he's got that attitude. You like that flex attitude when he makes catches. He just pumps his fists in the air. He's all about it. He's dominant. He's very vocal here. So I see a little bit of Travis Kelsey in him, a little bit of George Kittle. He loves playing the game. Very passionate. I think he wants to be a very good student of the game. Kelsey has become that over the years. And Mayer really just looks the part of that number one dominant tight end. And look, some people are questioning some of the testing he had at the combine, but when he's on the field, you know he's there and you got to cover him and you got to worry about him all over. So I think this guy's going to step up as a number one. And I think he's one of those guys that can break the mold and deliver as a rookie here. So something you want to look at with Michael Mayer and great size for sure with him, uh, this behemoth out there at 6'5", 249, so classic size. He just will go out and stretch the field when needed, work in the red zone, and uh, can get physical with his frame and a good blocker, which is going to keep him on the field, which is just important. You don't want some of these guys being a move-limited guy or liabilities and blocking that can stay in the field. So we look at Michael Mayer, none of those concerns here for the Notre Dame tight end. Really like him. I mean, made a lot of big plays with different quarterbacks. And that's what he can do. He can stretch the field, but also dominate in a short area. That's what you're going to get for 
Michael Mayer. And you look at the Packers in the first round, that's a great fit for what he can do. Because you look at him and his skill set, the Packers need a tight end. Robert Tunyon is now with the Bears. Mercedes Lewis was just an ancient blocker there. So now Michael Mayer replaces him all in one package and can make a lot of plays. I would have said the Patriots were a great fit, but now they added uh, Mike Gusecki with Hunter Henry. So that's a little bit not as appealing. But the Packers clearly have avoided tight end. They've been mocked heavily to take Michael Mayer with that uh, early pick in the first round. So really love it. And again, if they make that deal with the Jets with Aaron Rodgers and they get that pick from the Jets, I think he could go as early as 13. So 13, 15, wherever you look at it, and he's a great fit for the Packers. That's where we want him to go for impact. Another good landing spot would be the Lions in the first round. Now, I don't know if the Lions are going to invest this much in an offensive luxury pick. When they added uh, Marvin Jones, they are getting Jameson Williams at full speed. They got Amon Ross St. Brown. They got a lot of weapons in the passing game already, and they're more of an 11 personnel team. But they did lose TJ Hawkinson. There's not a lot to see at tight end in Detroit. They got two first-round picks. So does Michael Mayer last till 16? That's the question mark. I don't think the Lions necessarily take him early here in the top 10. But if he's in that Lions range in that next pick, you definitely go for him. Also look later in the round, the Buccaneers. Would they go after him here after uh, saying goodbye to Cameron Brait? Do they see him as an upgrade or do they like Cade Otten there? So... I think for sure the Packers, by far the number one best fit. The Lions would be second here on that list for Michael Mayer and his fantasy football value in 2023 and beyond, of course. We want to be a consistent option for us in the top 12. And I think you look at it, typically it takes one year, as we said, a year two where it kicks in for these tight ends to really produce. But overall, Mayer is one of those guys, if you plug and play him in the right spot, I think you can have immediate fantasy football value. A little bit like Isaiah Likely last year, filling in when he needed to for Mark Andrews and put up the numbers. I think there's that potential. Sometimes you don't get a good landing spot where you can be the clear number one tight end or stay on the field as a receiver. But that those are not concerns here with Michael Mayer. All right, he's the number one tight end of the board. We'll expand upon my number two tight end and really give him his own segment as well. That's how special he is. He's a potential first-round pick. Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, so... We'll talk about him, and then we'll look at my tight ends 3-10 in a very loaded class. It's a very unusual to have this much receiving talent in a draft involving uh, tight ends, but really excited to break down the rest of it on today's show. I'm also really excited to tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook, and it's a great time of year to get in on it with baseball, grand slams, no hitters, double plays. They're back. There's no better place to get in on that MLB action than FanDuel. That's because right now, new customers to FanDuel can step up to the plate with a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Check it out on your screen if you're looking on YouTube. That's where you go, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to take advantage of a no-sweat-first bet. There you get $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. You can look at home runs, and we always like to look at the superstars. So I like the Cardinals. So I look at Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado and making some plays there. I also like a Jack Flaherty on the mound for the cards. So always look for him with a strikeout. So you can bet on your favorite team. You can bet on a team that you trust here offensively or pitching-wise to get you the numbers you're looking for. So do that, as well as uh, just look at the games themselves, the game line. So you can build a single-game parlay with your favorite matchup of the day as well. It could be involving your favorite team or just 
a pitching duel that you really like or a home run and hitting duel that you really like. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball and a proud sponsor here of betting on the Locked On Network. All right, time to continue the show and break down uh, more tight ends that have big-time value in the 2023 NFL. Dalton Kincaid is definitely one of those players. 6'4", 246. I love this receiver skill. So Michael Mayer is a very good well-rounded tight end. I think Michael Mayer is very good, but I think Dalton Kincaid might be just a little bit plus as a receiver than Mayer in that capacity. So would not surprise me if Kincaid ends up being a little bit more of the Kelsey type and the George Kill type is Michael Mayer in this draft where may not always get the receiving numbers, but Mayer can definitely dominate games where Kincaid might be more as a dedicated receiver and settle in more into his blocking role here, just like Travis Kelsey is an amazing athlete out of Cincinnati. Very good athleticism for Alden Kincaid. Can get in them in the open field, can run really well, also a very good route runner and hands to go with it. So usually you're a little bit raw in those areas if you're just a very blindingly fast athlete at tight end. But he's pretty polished here. And their only concern, he had a little bit of an injury issue, but very similar in a mild way to what Gronk had coming out of Arizona. So really like Kincaid out of Utah. Really can improve himself as a blocker to be more effective all around, and that would really help him stay on the field to be very productive. Now, in the first round, if he should go in the back end, definitely the Bengals are the best fit. They need a receiving tight end. They moved on from C.J. Zama and Hayden Hurst in the last two off seasons. Drew Sample also not in the mix. They're trying to get some value there at that position. Took a shot at Irv Smith Jr. out of the Vikings, but Don Kincaid could give that backup option to... Joe Burrow, should they have any snags with especially contract of T. Higgins? I think they'll take care of Jamar Chase or they have to move on from Tyler Boyd. I think that gives another option here. So I really like him on the Bengals. But another team that fits really well, the Raiders. We talked about their Josh McDaniels type offense. The Raiders were gutted at tight end. They intentionally traded Darren Waller to the Giants. But Foster Morrow, who was the top backup, he has a medical issue. So he's going to have to sit out the season. So... Austin Hooper and O.J. Howard are just not going to cut it. It's a mishmash of kind of cast-offs from other teams. Hooper, most recently the Titans. Howard, most recently of the Texans. So Dalton Kincaid is a different type of receiver than both those guys. And he can act a little bit as a wide receiver as well. So he's a little bit of Evan Ingram in him as well. So a little bit maybe of a late bloomer. But I do like Kincaid to be very effective as a receiver, and I think there's a lot of good landing spots, but I think the Bengals and Raiders top those for sure based on where they're drafting. So, are we looking at the Bengals as a luxury late first-round pick or the Raiders as a second-round pick? That's where I've had it most mocked there. Also, the Lions, we talked about them. If they pass on Mayer in the first round or the Packers jump on him before they pick, you look at Kincaid being an option for them to... Uh, more diversify and make their passing game even more dynamic minus T.J. Hawkinson. All right, so there you have the second best tight end on the board. So Michael Mayer and Dalton Kincaid are going to go in primo spots here to produce. The others are maybe going into situations where they might have to share in 12 personnel and uh, play off a blocking tight end or be the blocker that uh, learns to develop into receiver. So we'll break those players down, numbers uh, 3 through 10, 
at tight end on my board in the final uh, segment here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. There's an exciting new game that you can get into, and today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM, which is that game. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and it's uh, exciting there that you can check out. And right now there's a special offer. You can check it out on the screen there on YouTube that you can take advantage of. And if you've wanted to ever be a general manager of this would be the game you would try because you can uh, look at it and say, hey, it might be easy to do this. No, it's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. So when you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons, lead your team to glory. And trying to build a historic dynasty, really fun to play. Like I got into it very challenging. I got into a, a league there with the Locked On. Folks, and I, I try to get into the game. It's very challenging. I love it because I want to keep pushing and have a lot of fun playing it. And really, the best way to do that is keep playing it because, look, we want to be the GM and we're very competitive. We're playing fantasy football. So, really, it's that type of uh, deal here where it's a different type of fantasy football. Like, I tend to go for maybe making too many upside decisions, getting rid of good veteran players. Uh, so, you can make those type of decisions and learn from them and get better and that's what i love about ultimate football gm it's just a realistic game world there so and i really enjoy battling through that and uh, facing the competition you're trying to build that winner as well as uh, getting the best production from that winner on the field so you don't need wi-fi to play once you download ultimate football gm you can play an app play you got to download that app and play today. With Ultimate Football Jam, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms. You can navigate your franchise through facing the draft injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of the regular season. Again, very challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football Jam is completely free, playable offline, play on the go, play as you want, and when you want to. Locked on Fantasy Football listeners have a special deal. You can get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. Check it out on the screen. That's Locked On in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, thanks again for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen today, subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So now we're going to get to the best of the rest of this very strong tight end class in 2023. So we talked about Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid being potential first rounders here and uh, immediate impact players. Now, you might have to wait a little bit on these guys, but still good fantasy football fits. Darnell Washington really rising up the board, 6'7", 264 out of Georgia, strong, physical, very good run blocker, so he's going to be on the field. He's a little bit raw as a receiver, but very special. I have to go to the Titans, maybe playing off Chiga Conquo, as they maybe go to 12 personnel back, or so many options you can look at. The Falcons are a little bit of an option. They did uh, acquire Jonas Smith, but Jonas Smith has been injury-prone, playing off Kyle Pitts. That wouldn't be the best situation there. But when you look at Washington, a little bit of a project, so you want him to maybe line up there and develop as a second tight end with some value here. But I have him go to the Titans in the second round. I think that makes a lot of sense. Conquo is someone they like, but they're thin at the receiving core. So I can see a situation where that develops for Mike Vrabel, where you have that 12 personnel kind of uh, really be what the core of what they do. All right, Luke Musgrave is next. He's out of Oregon State, just a real 
top receiving upside player. Now, another team looking for a tight end, and this could also be in play for Darnell Washington, but I think Musgrave is a really good fit. At uh, 6'6", 253 to be the replacement number one tight end for this team, the Commanders. Uh, Logan Thomas just hasn't been able to stay healthy. They need that key target here as they go forward. Sam Howell, quarterback. So I think Luke Musgrave would make a lot of sense. Play off their receivers and Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Work in the middle of the field. Uh, be a co-receiver there with Curtis Samuel. So really like Mo- Luke Musgrave. That's a good landing spot as well. The Commanders to make a lot of plays here in the NFL. Next is Sam Laporta out of Iowa. Some people have him a little bit higher, but I think Washington Musgrave have a little bit higher upside. 6'3", 245 out of Iowa. Iowa's a tight end factory we know from uh, going back all the way to Dallas Clark, but we've also had uh, George Kittle be a factor as well. And then the double take of Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson, first rounders Fant and Hawkinson. Now their second team's being affected with the Seahawks and Vikings respectively. So Laporta has the pedigree in his favor. Now I can see him being a good fit for the Lions. I mean, Hawkinson is who they had there. I also seem a good fit for the Dolphins. They lost Mike Gusecki, maybe a way to get him involved. We know that there was an Iowa tight end for Mike McDaniel in San Francisco with George Kittle. So you get Laporta in that mix. So Dolphins, another team looking for that type of help. They could look at Darnell Washington as well. They did get Randy McMichael out of Georgia, so something to look at there. But Laporta would be a great fit, I think, in a 49er style offense. So I would look at the Texans, but they did go sign Dalton Schultz. So this is a better spot here with the Dolphins losing one like Kaseki to go after a different tight end here. And I do like uh, Sam Laporta. Is a third-round pick. I do like Washington Musgrave a little bit upside second round. But second round, third round, these are all guys that I look at in day two having some impact in the draft. Another guy like Tucker Craft, and he could be really number three in this class if it wasn't for the emergence of Washington Musgrave and Laporta being pretty solid here. I look at Craft out of South Dakota State. Strong, athletic, good receiver. We also saw who else uh, from this... Uh, Kind of area of the country, Dallas Goddard being very productive. So Tucker Craft, a little bit of Dallas Goddard here. Got to work on his hands route running technique. Become a little bit more consistent everywhere. But we saw that with Goddard. He finally got there and made a lot of plays. So really like Tucker Craft. And I haven't gone to the Chargers. Uh, they're potentially adding a tight end this draft. They did bring back uh, Donald Parham, but they could move on from Gerald Everett pretty easily, and tight end is something they could target as well as that third receiver to go. Maybe a little bit upgrade from Josh Palmer as an outside threat there with Keen Allen and Mike Williams uh, maybe needing to look at replacements and target help there, and I think the Chargers make a lot of sense for a player such as Tucker Craft. All right, let's look at number seven, Cameron Latu of Alabama, 6'4", 242. Very solid blocking tight end, very smart, versatile, can be an impactful receiver in time. I think he has to complement. So these are the guys that we're going to wait a little bit for their value to materialize. So I've been behind Evan Ingram. Now Evan Ingram is playing on the franchise tag there for the Jaguars. Uh, So we'll see how it plays out, how long they're in with Ingram at their key tight end. He's coming off a tight end one fantasy football season. So Cameron Latu would be a good complimentary tight end there in Jacksonville. Zach Kuntz is the next guy that you look at from Old Dominion. 6'7", 255. Zach Kuntz is really good here. Size, athleticism, a small school prospect. So I do like him. If the Bengals don't go in that direction early at tight end, they can develop him here a little bit behind Irv Smith Jr. Take their shot at both. And so, so 
Zach Koontz out of Old Dominion, 6'7", 255. Look, I love that size. As a later round potential guy, such as Dara Washington is from Georgia, that same type of receiver that you can look at here. So Zach Koontz, a good guy to look at late. And then maybe also the commanders look at him, Old Dominion connection. That's where Taylor Heineke went. So maybe an option as well developmentally for the Falcons there behind Jonah Smith. All right. Number nine, we look at Will Mallory of Miami. Miami had his, had a good tradition in the past. We look at Jeremy Shockey and Kellen Winslow and some of those tight ends that really came through. Uh, Bubba Franks uh, starting it a little bit earlier than that. Uh, so we know Miami's had decent pass to tight end. Athletic, agile receiving talent here. He's got to have to line up uh, offline here. So something to look at. I do like him maybe being developed by the Panthers who... Got Hayden Hurst, but they don't have a lot at tight end with Tommy Tremble and Ian Thomas behind. So maybe a little bit of project there for Frank Reich, who likes uh, collecting tight ends, as we saw in Indianapolis. And finally, number 10, he could be in play also for the Bengals out of Cincinnati. The college, uh, university, I should say, Josh Weil, they're 6'6", 248. He could be an option for the Falcons to reunite him with Desmond Ritter. Natural receiving, natural receiving skills and scheming skills as well because he can run great routes, good foundation there. He got, he got, got a little bit more consistent with his hands. He uses his body a little bit more in his routes. But Josh Wall is a worthy project here. So when I say project, I think that makes sense to put him behind Dolph Schultz or to establish to maybe veteran tight end in another situation. So I even go to the Texans in the fifth round. So a lot of good values all the way through deep day three that you look at so we're definitely looking at the day one and day two guys first round second third round as being very valuable here but a lot of projects that you look at beyond going deep and i think it goes even much deeper than josh Weil of cincinnati so really like this class of tight ends and there's going to be a lot of guys that have fantasy football impact we're going to be drafting here for years to come Thanks a lot for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. We're free and available on all platforms. Uh, we'll continue breaking down the NFL offseason on our next episode. Now make your second listen Lockdown NFL Scouting with the draft dudes from free agency to draft, salary cap management, and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Lockdown NFL Scouting with the draft dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. For Locked On Fantasy Football, again, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time here on Locked On Fantasy Football.